Welcome to the Village Table. And I gotta say, it's great to be here with you guys. I think this is the first time in a while the three of us have been together to do a podcast. Am I right? You are right. It's good to see our faces together. I know you can't see us, but we've got the holiday glow. No, maybe the holiday ah, frazzle. <laughs> and that's what we're going to kind of touch on today. Probably right. it'll be helpful for all of us. Right. Yeah, especially when it feels like everything's kind of falling apart in your life and you're saying, okay, what does this mean right now? Right. So I'm Donna Patton. I've got David Robinson and Janae Seabarth here with me. And we are um, at the Village Table. And today we're gathering to talk about navigating the holidays just like david said and and to be honest guys it's a struggle for us too because it took us a little bit to all get in the room get settled get you know our phones turned off finding a time and that's kind of a picture of how the uh, the uh, holidays can be just this rush and we're just hoping to hold on to get to the end I hear you. Uh, and what's kind of unique about where we're all coming to the table today is we come with different perspectives, some experiences that we've had before, uh, currently where we're at in our stages of life, that hopefully as we reflect on where we're at now and what we've experienced in the past, may be helpful for some of our listeners to just kind of tune in and go, oh, yeah, I remember that, or oh, I'm going through that right now, or oh my goodness, I have that to worry about in years to come. And hopefully we can just help to bring some relief and maybe some some insight. We're by no means perfect about this, uh, but yeah. it's good to just be able to talk about it. We come out of this, I think, many times and we're very excited about, wow, it was great to hear another person's perspective just across the table from us. So I'll look forward to that. Good point. Good point. Now, um, I don't know about you guys. You get, you hit Thanksgiving, it's a great day of stopping and relaxing and eating and football and all those amazing things, right? And then the day after hits and, and it's like game on, holidays are here, let's go. Yeah? For sure. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, we're all, we're all nodding. You can't yeah. see that, but we're all nodding. And I think it's not just people, it's all the commercials on TV, all of the stores, all of the hype that you hear on the radio, like it's everywhere and kind of what you should expect with holidays. So let's look first at some of the, the real struggles families face in the holidays. And then let's end it with uh, what's, a, what's a celebration, what's a positive that this time of year can bring. But let's let's hit the struggles first. David, for you, what's what do you see as a struggle for families navigating the holidays? When I back up and, and look in the years past, I, I can recall um, it wasn't too difficult because I had my my children that had some maybe some wish list, you know, that Christmas wish list of the stuff. And it wasn't too extravagant. Um, I'm looking at the things of today that have changed just a little bit. I used to watch Preston get thrilled over a Hot Wheels car or Callie over a, a Barbie or a special doll. Now we're looking at the stuff has grown in price, the stuff has grown in complexity, and stuff is, is hard. Um, and I know that's a challenge for parents when you look at the pocketbook and you're trying to balance the, the budget and you're going, oh my goodness, am I going to create a debt for the new year because I'm trying to love my children well, but sometimes stuff begins to trump um, the, 
the holiday and the time. Uh, and that's, that's, I think, kind of the wrestle that I'm in right now is I'm, I'm finding a, a positive piece. I'll get to that. It's the wrestle between stuff and time. And uh, stuff is really the, the challenge that I would uh, probably speak to right now, though. Yeah, and with uh, prices the way they are, I mean, you hit on a really big one. My kids want, but the price tag has gone up, availability has gone down. Um, how do I take that pressure off myself as, as a young mom, a young dad, and, and say, hey, it's okay, I don't have to get everything on the list? You know, we go back to the to that wish list and we remind our children there there are wishes there are things that would be fun to have and not everything falls into a, a need and even a wish fulfilled um, but being able to find that piece that you can share with your child that's that special treat and it's significant i and it doesn't help in the now but when i look at those toy lists those thing lists it those things go away and that's where I'm in such a different stage right now and I value it and I love it uh, because I've got older children older 1923 19 and 23 and we're we really find a whole lot more in our time now than all the stuff yeah. so that's a shift and that's where I'm celebrating that now and I'm going thankful that my children have that step um, it's relieving a little bit for me because I feel the pain. Um, but I think parents have to take that that priority and go, okay, what can I what can I make special for my child that may be that big ticket item, and then also look at the little things that eh, we can make this work. I love how you say that wish list. I I'm going to show my age here, but I remember uh, mom sitting me down with the Sears catalog. <laughs> and and circle Absolutely. and you know I would circle and point arrows, but I never expected to get all of it right. And I think that's a really good point you bring up a wish list. Like it's okay that we don't get it all. It's okay if we don't get our kids all of it. And the relief of okay, you can want for some things, you can dream about some things. But it doesn't mean I have to have this pressure to get you all of it. I think it also is good for kids because learning how to navigate disappointments and what mm. you don't get is really huge. Um, because I think a lot of times when we have given our, our kids everything, that they don't have to work through those disappointments. But there are disappointments in life when you don't get actually everything that you want. But that's a hard one as a parent because now I'm seeing your face and you didn't get the Yoda, you know, Lego set that was $500 and you're like, but I didn't get what I wanted. So what's the language that we can put to that on Christmas morning if, if there is disappointment? You, you leave that great big question mark in front of us. And, and the answer that we look to is, is helping our children to, children to come to a point of recognizing that it, it's, it's a gift. It's a, it's a treat. It's a special thing. It's not an expected thing. What would they expect from us as parents? And I know it's hard to, you're not going to be teaching a kindergartner this to go, the value of what you have on the table is the food that you get, not yeah. the toy that's there right. or the clothing that's on your back. 
my children have grown into that and they there's not an expectation so we really begin to set set the tone with our younger children that it's not an expectation that you're going to get that you expect me as mom dad to put food on the table to put clothes on your back to to love you with everything i've got but it's not going to be love of a thing or an item that may or may not make the wish list uh, fulfillment this year now i know we're kind of honing in on gifts but I got a question. I was thinking about this as I was driving and thinking about our podcast. Um, there was a year that uh, our son wanted uh, a guitar, electric guitar. We couldn't afford it. So we found a used electric guitar, a used amp, and we wrapped that up and gave it to him. Now, in his eyes, it was like it was brand new, but we knew it was used. Is it bad to go the used route? Is it bad to do reclaimed as a gift? For our kids, like as we look at their wish list, and we're we, we're like, yeah, if I if I do you gently loved, I can afford some of these things, but I can't do it new. Is that okay to do that? I would say yes, absolutely, and and I I appreciate what you said about okay, we can't afford this, but we can't go to this. It may not have the same brand name identity to it, but it has the love attachment to it that hey. This is special. I go to the, the drum set. No, we were not able to get the $500 drum set. We got a, a drum pad that was, oh, let's see how this works yeah. before we ever graduate up. And then we began looking and going, wow, we can get a used set. It never materialized because that fad or that love for that one item trickled off, and that was okay. Uh, but absolutely, absolutely. I personally love used items. Um, I think that there's so much in our world that's thrown away that gets wasted and being able to reuse something is another way of keeping it out of the landfill. So I'm, but I would say like, make sure it's not in poor condition. Like it is a gift. So you (laughs) like, if you're just out, you know, at the secondhand store and they ask for it and they're good with it, yes. But like making sure that it is in good condition and it is something that has value and ha- can last for a while as well. Yeah. My, my daughter-in-law is a, a fan of Marketplace and I can't tell Gently Loved from new um, with the things that she gets, but her community is really great at passing things down and around. And I know some people here do that. So we've talked a little bit about wish list can be wish list and disappointment is okay and how to navigate it. Are there any other things that we, as we navigate Christmas, that really pop to you guys as hard things? It's like Thanksgiving. We start gathering with a lot of people and sometimes the a lot of people that may or may not be known can be exhausting. And and I was thinking about the challenge of Christmas time or holiday time and reaching that emotional point of I'm done. And how can I step away or how can I protect my child when I recognize that they are done with the people overload, that overstimulation that that takes them to the point of behavior misman or behavior um, control and they don't know how to manage it so with a younger child giving them the out giving them that release time I was just talking with a, a parent he said I for Thanksgiving we've got to make sure we get to this house for this meal and this house for this meal and this many people are at that that home and 
10 more are at the other home. Same thing happens at Christmas. They're saying we, we have to make sure we hit both places. Wow, kids may get tired and they may be done. We know as adults we are, but we've got to be able to watch our kids and, and be aware of when, when they're exhausted, when they need a break. Yeah, and when you see those uh, moments of anxiety or uh, frustration, that could be from trying to keep that pace um, that Christmas can sometimes bring. Yeah. I think a lot of times we have expectations that might not be the right expectations for the season just because of what we see in the media or what we experienced as children of what is good for the holidays um, that you just kind of have naturally in your back pocket instead of taking a look at your family who your kids are, who you are, who your husband is, and saying, okay, what is a good expectation for our family in this situation? And sometimes that looks differently than either of your childhoods, but then trying to make it realistic as well for your family. So can I put off Christmas baking until January when things come to a dead stop and I've got more time? Is it okay to do that? And your principal gives a snow day so you can stay home. Yeah, right. <laughs> yeah, you bet. <laughs> yeah, and maybe watch those Christmas movies in January rather than trying to pack it all in or stagger seeing family. Giving yourself permission to advocate for your family. It's okay, right? Yeah, and it can be hard. I know I talk with people and they're like, no, this family always has to have this evening. But I think trying to be creative. Um, you do get a, a lot of times a longer Christmas break. And if you can pull it out, like it kind of makes Christmas last a little bit longer. I think that is nice to be able to expand it and, and make it go as well a little bit farther. That's some great stuff, you guys. So let's... Let's kind of pivot and talk a little bit about what are the what are the things that really we encourage families to make a part of this celebration and the positives of navigating the holidays. Um, I just think about the kids and even me as a kid. Um, I loved helping to set up for Christmas. But then there would be the like nativity sets that would be under the tree that I could touch mm. as a kid. And I could yeah. play nativity. Like there's so many really beautiful nativity sets out there where you're like, nobody can touch it. But for kids, like the play and the interaction helps them to relive that story and, and work it through in their minds. And I think that that when you have those things available and they can can be a part of it and it kind of makes Christmas more alive in the moments that are there. And brings you back to what Christmas is all about. Yeah. Yeah. The, as I started talking about the stuff versus time, I, I really value the time now and we've created some uh, experiences with time for our older children because the, the items are being purchased when they need them now. Okay, I've got a driver that needs a new set of tires on their car. That means a whole lot, but I'm not going to wait until Christmas and put them under the tree. I want to get them in October when they're needed. Um, when the young boy is growing out of his jeans, I want to get a pair of jeans. I'm not going to wait and put it under the tree or a new pair of shoes. Uh, so we, we began to look at, over the past few years, as our children got older, finding that things are going to go to them when they need them. 
uh, and we're going to create some experiences. And our experiences have been really, really fun as we've created moments of spending time together that are, are captured because as your children get older, you begin to see less and less of them, right, Donna? Yeah. You, they move off, they go to college, they get married. Uh, so we're, I'm, in, I'm not in that stage yet, but I am in the stage of going off to college and it's different. So our time together becomes more valuable than the stuff that's up under the tree. Yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think um, one of the things I noticed uh, at Thanksgiving is um, people really using their uh, phones, I'm going to say myself too, um, as a little bit of an escape. And um, I think putting the phone away during this time of year lowers anxiety, you know, and uh, makes you present in the moment. So my celebration or my words of uh, what my hope is, is to be present in the moments. Like, you're right, David, those moments, I, I can't remember what I got five years ago for Christmas, but I remember decorating the tree. I remember dinner. I remember being together and gathering. I remember snowball fight in the front yard, right? Um, that's, that's, those things are memorable, but I have to be present. And I think the phone becomes such a tempting escape. Social media, like what's everybody posting? What are they doing? That um, we might miss some of those. I catch myself missing being present when I'm on it. I hear you. That's that's very true. And we we uh, miss those things. You talk about you. You can always go back and go. Well, if I only did that. Well, you can't change that. Um, so. Taking the time for the moments, being together, um, is, is something that can never be replaced. Yeah. Sure, you got to pull your phone out so you can capture a picture of it. Then you go, oh yeah, I remember when I did that. Because we get older and we start to forget things. <laughs> and so, navigating the holidays means the end game is Christmas. And for some, it's Christmas Eve. And we're having a worship here at Peace of Christ on Christmas Eve, right? Bringing the fire pits out again. So excited to see Mary Joseph, baby Jesus. I hear there might be some animals. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And and why do we do that at Peace? Why do we gather around the fire pits? It's part of that, that community being together. Sure, we do it in the building. COVID forced us out in some ways. And what a cool thing that we can say that's a win out of COVID is that it opened a door for a new type of worship in a family gathering together that just happens to be outside, praying the weather cooperates and God has blessed us with it every year so far. So we're gonna pray for that again this year as well. Yeah. I think it's also kind of neat to be outside to worship because that's the sanctuary that God built himself and to kind of be out and in it makes it feel very different than actually being in a church for worship. Not that Mm -hmm. being in a church is bad, but um, just a little bit different and and it allows a little bit more flexibility and relaxedness in a way that that makes it not as crazy yeah. and chaotic yeah and it's it's comfortable to invite those neighbors you know um, we love our faith family, but we also realize we live in a community that doesn't have church home. And so your neighbor to the left, your neighbor to the right, neighbor across the street, they may be, this may be the opportunity um, to be able to say, hey, grab your fire pit and come join me, you know, and 
let's let's enjoy Christmas together. But the reason for the season is Jesus. And it's not something that we also get to on our checklist, but it's the whole reason that we are celebrating Christmas. It's because of this tiny baby named Jesus, which eventually will take us to the cross of Holy Week and Easter, right? And that's our, we talk about our takeaway from today. That's a, a takeaway we get to share. That's, that's what we want you as families to take to your time together. Regardless of what else is wrapped under the tree, regardless of whose house you have to be at, make sure Jesus is there. Uh, take him along. He's already there for us. Make sure it's a, a priority for you and your family. Yeah. Wow. I couldn't have said it better. So with that, we are the Village Table, and we're glad that you pulled up a chair and joined us today. Um, I think our next podcast, we're talking a little bit more about Christmas. And the vacation aspect, like the you have two weeks with your kids. Yeah. Like, woo! We're super excited. Versus <laughs> get them out of my house. Yeah. Which, <laughs> I mean, let's be honest, there's going to be both in that feeling like yeah and and that's not a wrong thing but how do you kind of work with that i'm excited to have that conversation so with that we are the village table for janae and david and myself donna um, we want to thank you for joining us and we'll see you at the next village table have a great day